Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. And alongside me, as always, my partner on the airways, Sarah Jones. Sarah, where are you tuning in from today? I am so happy to be back in Arizona, Nino. It's, uh, it's beautiful weather. Um, we've missed some of our friends here and, um, my favorite plants of all time, the saguaro cactus, and they are surrounding me and I love it. So my, one of my most favorite places on earth, Arizona. Fantastic. Well, we're, <laughs> we're happy to have you back. Can't wait to meet up and, uh, grab some coffee or water, what have you. Um, what part of the Valley though? Are you in the West Valley? The Central part, eastern part, where are you hanging out? Oh, West Valley. Yeah, the West Valley is the best part of the valley. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's where, where everybody else is at, all the, all the good folk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, like I said, happy to have you back. Uh, weather-wise, uh, the high today is only like 60 or something. And at, for somebody who's lived in Arizona for the last 15 years, I can tell you that the blood has really thinned out because even 60 degrees, I'm like, I'm a little chilly. Could it be a little warmer? Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Touche. <It's... laughs> I'm in good company. Yes, yes. I have always said I was meant to live here. Um, and I've always found this temperature to be a little bit chilly. So um, <laughs> I fit right in. Mm-hmm. Well, it is that time of the year where the temperatures are cooling a little bit and the season is a changing and the holidays are upon us. And, um, you know, this is today I wanted to talk. We wanted to talk about this time of year and how when there isn't a strong plan for going into the holiday season, Mm. things can get really messy really quickly. And so want to talk a little bit about what does it mean to budget for the holidays, to plan for the holidays when it comes to your financial situation. So just want to dive into that and, and offer some words of encouragement because it might be coming a little bit late in the season and it's like, oh man, I really wish I would have done this a couple of months ago. But here's the great news. You can still implement things almost immediately. And even if you can't into- implement a solid plan for this season, at least you'll be prepared Mm -hmm. for next. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been having this conversation with a lot of clients and, um, you know, I've I've had a couple of masterclasses talking about this and just trying to share the information out there because I think in, in my own past, even at this time of year, it's felt really stressful, even about the middle of October, for me, because I knew having kids, you know, it felt like once I hit the middle of October, I just knew that things were going to be coming fast and it felt stressful. And I knew a lot of money was going to be leaving my bank account and I had no idea how I was going to handle it. So, um, if, if anybody's feeling that out there, I want you to know that you're not alone. You are in good company. Um, but there are things that we can put in place that you can put in place that really alleviate a lot of that stress. So the holidays don't feel like they're sneaking up on you because the truth is they don't really sneak up if you've got a good plan in place. Um, 
and they, they don't cause as much stress. So, you know, I'm so glad that I'm not there, you know, anymore, but I remember how, um, you know, and I'd even bring in the word fear, how, how scared I was, um, and just the stress levels, you know, not sleeping come this time of year, um, when I knew I didn't have the money saved up for Christmas and wondering how in the heck I was going to make it happen. Yeah. You know, I, I'm all too familiar with that feeling. And you said something that we've all kind of heard before, and I want to reiterate, and that is the holidays don't sneak up on us. I mean, Christmas is December 25th every year. And in conjunction with that, Black Friday is always the Friday right after Thanksgiving. And so what I find interesting about this time of year, too, when working with clients, and, and heck, I've suffered from this myself, so you know it, it happens to the best of us. But we get to this time of the year, and it's, oh, yeah, Christmas is a month away. Oh, but I want to take advantage of those Black Friday deals. And I just, I haven't done any planning leading up to this point. And so, you know, you might start winging it and, and you just kind of go after some deals because it's like, oh, that sounds like a deal and that's a deal. And, that, you know, that's a really good price on that thing. And although I can't necessarily afford it, at least it's $300 less than it would have been or whatever. And we kind of get a little bit into a frenzy. So mm-hmm. definitely want to talk today about whether it's this year and, and how to curb some of that frenzy and certainly for years to come, just how we can plan a little bit better uh, going into the holiday season. You know me, I like my plans. <laughs> you do, and and I do as well. I have. Um, when I met my husband, just a quick little side note, he has always been the spontaneous person. Let's just go and do it. Why the heck do we need to plan? And me, I'm like, hey, I need to know what my next 10 years are going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, what, you want to do something that we haven't talked about for six years? No, that's not happening, right? Now, I'm happy to say that um, it's not that bad anymore, but... Having a plan for me, and I found for a lot of people, knowing how we're going to handle a situation specifically, since we're talking about, you know, the holidays and everything, it just relieves so much stress. And isn't that what we're all looking for is a little bit more peace in our lives? And isn't that what the holiday season is about is being thankful and being around family and creating joy and memories and um, who the heck wants additional stress in their life? And so if we can put together a plan, right, that alleviates not all of it, but some of it. I would ask, why the heck wouldn't you want to do it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of the things that I like to work with my clients on, and it's going to seem a little late if you're if you're listening to this episode when it releases or, heck, after it releases, and so the holidays are like right upon us. One of the things that I think we all need to do in order to plan a little bit better is to think about these things a little bit earlier. I bring up holiday budgeting <clears throat> for most of my clients because while there is uh, there is the uh, idea out there that you should save up throughout the year, I work with plenty of clients who they don't really need to save up throughout the year. But by August, no later than September, you should be thinking about what is the holiday budget, what 
what do I need to be budgeting for? Now, if it includes travel, I would say you got to do it even sooner than that. But if you're not traveling and it's more just about gift giving or participating in a big Thanksgiving dinner in which you're, you know, bringing dishes or whatever the case may be, you just got to be thinking about those things. And so there is a process by which I do that. But I wanted to start with you got to be planning it earlier than November mid-November, right? Because mid-November, we're like, oh, yes, Thanksgiving is next week or two weeks out or whatever. And then that's the trigger that usually triggers, oh, and then Christmas is only a month after that. Got to be thinking about these things sooner. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I personally, we save for Christmas throughout the year. It's something that I've done for many years and for, for our household, you know, our budget, that's what works. You know, we um, know approximately how much we want to spend. And so I start planning my budget out and we contribute to it year round. Um, now, if I may throw in one thing that we have done lately that has been a, a pleasant surprise with interest rates growing, we have a high yield savings account and the interest that we're earning, that's the money that we're using for our Christmas budget. So I'm not even necessarily contributing money out of our budget. I'm using the interest off of our high yield savings account to put into our Christmas fund. So just, you know, maybe that doesn't work for some people right now, but that's something that you can use right going forward. Um, so that was a little bit of a side note, but you know, I want to, and maybe differentiate a little bit here and say that um, I like to put together several different types of plans, not just money, um, not just the financial plan for Christmas, but also who am I purchasing for? And that is definitely something that's not too late to do right now. Yeah. And I'm so glad you went there because that's kind of my first step with clients as well. So when you're building out a plan, yeah, it'd be great to get to it sooner. But no matter when you get to it, the first thing on your plan is to identify who. Who am I mm -hmm. buying for? Right, And I think, um, I don't know that I've done it on this particular, uh, on the this podcast, but I know that I've definitely shared that for me, I'm one of 11 children. So I have mm -hmm. 10 siblings. That's a lot of people to buy for if you're just if, if you're kind of like, I just buy for all my siblings. But because of our ages and and where we are in our lives and that sort of thing, really, no one of my siblings really expect a Christmas gift. A phone call, a card, maybe, but they don't expect me to send them something. Now, there's one of my siblings who actually lives in town, and she's incredibly involved in both my children's lives. And that's not to say the others aren't, but the others don't live here. So they're not, mm -hmm. they're not at every birthday. They're not, they don't come over for Thanksgiving and for Christmas like this particular sibling does. So that sibling makes her way on the I buy for list while the others don't. And it's not, mm -hmm. it's not for any, you know, any other reason than that's what makes sense for us. So we sit down. And we list out who we're buying for, top to bottom, and, and you know, kind of get that list prepared and, and put together. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned that about your siblings because, you know, I've found um, when talking with people lately that 
I think sometimes we, we grow up with this expectation that we're supposed to buy for everybody, that we develop these feelings of guilt if we don't. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I even had a client, she said, it never even crossed my mind that I didn't have to buy for everybody. And she was mm. buying gifts for people that she didn't even really have a relationship with, but it felt like she had to. And so I'm here to give you all permission, right? And to say that you don't have to buy for anybody. Um, you, you buy for who you really, who you buy for who it resonates with you, you know, who, yeah, mm-hmm. cut. <laughs> let me back up. Let me get a, yep. Let me get a time marker. 12, 15. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you buy for who you really want to, right? That, and, and I've always had a fairly strong personality that when I'm out in a store and I see something that really, it hits me that I'm just like, you know what? So-and-so that would make a fabulous gift for them. Then I pick it up and I don't feel, I've never felt like I had to buy for everybody. I like to buy for a lot of people because that's who I am, but I've never felt like I've needed to, or I had to. And so when we put our list together for who we're buying for, we even put a list that I'll put, um, like a, a mystery guest or a miscellaneous line in our budget. So that way, if I'm out and about and I see something that really feels like, boy, I look at it and instantly somebody comes to mind. I know that I want to buy that for that person, right? Within reason. I'm, you know, keeping track of my budget. But, um, you know, and every year it's going to be different. Every year it's going to be different. Um, but I love, I love that you make a list and I love that you don't feel like you have to give for everybody and that um, your family's done a really great job of not setting those expectations either. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way that we were able to accomplish that is just through communication, right? So um, I have a brother who lives in Maryland and, um, you know, we don't really get to see each other, but our relationship is different than than that. It, we spend every Friday on, on a video call together. And uh, so whether we're sending gifts to one another is not, is not relevant. It, time spent together is kind of relevant for us. So that's, that's just an example of like why, why one and not the other. And it's, it's just a matter of kind of going through that for yourself. So definitely start off by listing out the people who you want to buy for. And I love the fact that Sarah, you have kind of like that miscellaneous line item of like, there's probably somebody that I'm, I'm just going to be inspired to buy for in the moment for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. I think, so not only is it easy enough to start listing out the people you're going to buy for, I think the next, the very next step, right next to that person's name, is putting a limit on mm. how much are you willing to spend before things kind of get a little out of hand, a little crazy, right? And so, you know, Nona, which is Italian for grandmother, for those who don't know, like Nona makes the list and then there's a dollar amount by her mm-hmm. and, and aunt so-and-so makes the list and there's a number by her and, and that those two numbers might not be the same. They might be the mm-hmm. same, but if we're talking about budgeting and we're talking about, you know, kind of figuring out how much I need, what better way to figure out how much you need 
for the holidays than to start assigning people a dollar of value. And please hear me when I say that doesn't mean that's what they're worth. It just mm -hmm. means that you're being mindful about how much you're willing to spend. I know that in the past I've had guilt around like say a relationship. And so um, I might overspend at the holidays in some wacky effort to repair the relationship, which mm. is the worst thing I could have possibly have done. Right. So this has nothing to do to say, Oh, this person's only valued at this much. It just means I'm going to be intentional about my spending and I'm only willing to go up to this amount before I feel like things are getting out of hand. I love that so much. And I would say, you know, put yourself in a, a receiving position, right? If somebody that you knew, I'm hypothetical, you know, somebody that got you a gift and it was a, you can look at it and say, wow, this is, it was an expensive gift. And you kind of had an idea of what their situation was. You as the gift receiver wouldn't feel real great about somebody else spending that kind of money on you. I think most of us wouldn't, right? We, knowing that, gosh, they really could have spent that money some other way, mm -hmm. right? So when we're giving gifts to try and, for whatever reason, right? If we're spending more than what we feel really comfortable with, that energy is going to come through and the receiver is going to feel it. And guys, I think that most, I, I'm sure that everybody listening here is um, an adult, right? And so I'm just going to be real honest that don't put yourself in a worse position trying to impress somebody else or trying to give a gift for somebody else when, you know what, if they knew where you were really at in life, they absolutely would not want you spending money that put you in a, in a difficult situation just to give them a gift, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to receive gifts from people knowing that it might be putting somebody else in a, in a difficult situation. And so I always say, you know, really look at, into your point, you know, what you really feel comfortable with spending and be real honest with yourself. You know, if it's $20, then it's $20 and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I just did an episode that um, will be released right around the time that this is released with a ton of really meaningful gift ideas that are very, very budget friendly. So you can give a lot of really meaningful gifts and not have to spend a lot of money, right? And so if your limit's $20, just know that there are a lot of really great things, a lot of really great gifts you can give somebody and still keep it within that $20 limit. Yeah, and can I also say that once you put a limit on how much you're willing to spend, it does force you to be a little bit more thoughtful in your gift mm -hmm. giving. And I don't know about you, but like, you know, as I age and I get older and I mature, and I know that for men, we mature you know, much more slowly than women. So you probably <laughs> came to this realization 10 years ago while I'm just coming to it now. Um, and that is the, the more meaningful gifts just mean more. I don't, I have no care in the world about what the value. I mean, normally I don't mm -hmm. care what the value of something is anyway, I, but like more and more, I appreciate like, wow, you really thought about this. You know, I just mm -hmm. celebrated a birthday not too long ago. And one of the gifts that I received was um, like beard, beard care products. Mm. Now, for those of the, you that only listen to us, you might not know that I wear a pretty, pretty nice little beard if I do say so myself. But for somebody <laughs> to kind of really think about like, okay, like dude's been 
wearing a beard for forever and getting like beard conditioner and, and, um, uh, oil and, and whatnot to like soothe the skin and what I was like, wow, that's like, just, it, it was incredibly thoughtful, incredibly like specific to me. And it just meant a lot. And I think that happens more and more when we set a limit and we say, this is what I'm willing to spend. We're a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more mindful about what kind of gifts we're giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, and, and when we're talking about kind of the plan and putting down, you know, who we're going to purchase for and putting a limit, um, you know, a spending limit next to their name. I also write down gift ideas. I like to mm -hmm. actually on my list, put down a list of gift ideas. That way when I'm out and about, um, you know, I've taken the time. I'm not grabbing the first thing that's on sale, right? In, in the big holiday sales. I'm not just grabbing something off the shelf. I'm really sitting down at a different time when I'm planning out, you know, and there's a great quote that I heard um, a couple weeks ago, Nino, it said, my current self is strong, but my future self is weak. And I really loved that quote because I've, and to, to bring it into this is that when we're sitting down and you're taking the time to be intentional with your holiday spending, right? So you're going to, you're putting your list who you're going to purchase for, you're putting a limit down your current self. You're really strong right now because you're taking the time to do this, right? But you know, let's be honest. Sometimes future self might be a little bit weak when you're out in the stores and the, all these sales are hitting you and you're grabbing and grabbing. So what guardrails can you put in place, right? To help your future weak self, right? And for me, it's the lift of gift ideas. That's a really nice guardrail that I like to use because I'm taking the time right now in my current strong self of, you know, gift giving, and this is what I want to spend putting down some really meaningful, thoughtful gift ideas next to everybody's name. That way, when I'm out and about, I'm not tempted by all the other sales and the stuff that's kind of bombarding me, right? And so those are guardrails that I like to use to keep me on track and to keep me accountable, um, again, to help reduce the stress after the holidays are over. Yeah, I really like that. Um, <clears throat> I like that quote, too, by the way. You know, the helping your future weak self, like you're absolutely right in the moment impulse mm -hmm. creeps in and all those things. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit because holidays are not just about gift giving and, and the people you may be buying for, but a lot of times holidays are also about the events that we attend or that we host or mm -hmm. those types of things. So Thanksgiving dinner and whether you're hosting or, or you're attending, you know, are you contributing, you know, a, like a, a, a green bean casserole or a, my favorite would be like the sweet potato <laughs> casserole with the brown sugar and the, the, the melted uh, uh, marshmallows and all that stuff, right? Some people might call them candy yams, whatever, you know, that's one of my favorites. Uh, the Italian sausage, sausage stuffing that my wife, uh, has taken from Nona's recipe and, and we're known for. So there are these events that you're going to also either attend or be hosting. And I think part of the holiday budget needs to be taking into account, you know, what are we doing for Thanksgiving and, you know, how does our grocery uh, budget need to maybe shift in the month of November and December to accommodate for that, or just put specifically within the holiday budget, just put, 
dollars aside that's like mm-hmm. this is going to be for going and, and grabbing a pie or grabbing all of the ingredients for a pie or whatever that is but i think we sh- it's important for our listeners listeners to know that the holiday budget goes beyond just gift giving and who you're buying for but it's also these events that you're going to be attending absolutely i'm um happy that you brought that up because you know this was a common thing for me to forget about, you know, all the extra running around, the extra school programs, you know, so extra fuel in the car, you know, for out shopping, you know, so your your gas budget, your fuel budget's probably going to be higher. Um, a lot of times people eat out a little bit more, right? You're out and you're busy, you're getting off work and you're running, you're doing shopping. And so maybe you're going to run through the drive through or you're going to pick up something on the way home. And so um, planning for... Um, either spending more in that eating out budget or putting together a better meal plan at home, right? So we're talking a lot about plans, but planning your meals a little bit differently to accommodate um, the extra shopping. And so if you don't want to spend the extra money out when you're um, running around eating out, then put together a meal plan that accommodates and allows you, right, to eat at home, Um, and not have to worry about what's for supper every night. So a lot of things really come into play at this time of year. And, you know, I think that that's part of what used to cause me so much stress is that I just kind of allowed all of these things to happen without really taking a look at the, the whole combined picture, right? That all the extra things that really do happen at this time of year. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think those events, you know, also, now I need now I need one. What was the time? Twenty five twenty. Nino flubbed it up. Twenty five twenty. Yeah, I think you're right, Sarah. It's it can all lead to a bunch of additional stress when it's just not planned for. Um, I know a couple of years ago, one of the events that I wanted to finally make part of the budget because it was something I had wanted to do with the kids over and over and over again, but I had never planned it right. So it was like a last minute thing. And it's it's not super expensive, but it was enough that I'm like, I'm not just going to wing this. But here in Arizona, in the north part of Arizona, up by flag, there's the Polar Express. It's a train mm. ride through the northern part of the state and you take the train ride into Santa's workshop and all this stuff, right? And they serve you uh, hot chocolate on the train. And finally, I took my own advice and looking at it earlier, like in August or September, was like, let me look at what the cost is. Okay, let me build that into my budget. And so these events might be you're going to somebody's house or you're hosting. And so you have to budget for, uh, you know, the food, but it might be, I want to share this experience with the family. Mm -hmm. And what is that experience going to cost? And so not only should we be listing these events down, but just like we list down who we're buying for, and then we put a dollar amount by it, Mm -hmm. we should be listing out these events and putting a dollar amount by those as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, I'm reminded when we're talking about this, Nino, that there are also events that happen that are not planned, right? Unplanned. And while we have our peace of mind fund, I hope that everybody out there has their peace of mind fund, right? But there are also things that happen at this time of year that are unplanned that that inherently because of the situation bring in a lot of stress. And so um, there was, uh, it's just over 12 years ago now, I will tell you, if you don't mind me sharing a, a story, that my husband were in the midst of um, 2010. It was a pretty difficult year for us. A lot of things happened. Financially, we were um, I would say strapped. It was really, really tough. And so here we are, you know, the first part of October in 2010, and I go in for a surgery. Um, now, I was not new to surgeries, but they happen at very unplanned times. And so that added in an extra bill, um, you know, medical bill to our household. And, um, that was the first first to middle part of October. Well, the very end of October, my dad was um, killed in a motorcycle accident. And Sorry, so man. there was, he didn't have a will, no life insurance, nothing, right? And so um, compounding the added medical, compounding the time of year that it was, compounding the fact that I hadn't really done a great job of planning for the holidays, and then this is now thrown into it. And I will tell you, if there's one thing that I learned during that time was that if you can plan for the things that you know are going to happen, it allows you to handle the things that might happen unexpectedly a little bit easier. And let me just tell you, that was one of the most difficult years. 2010 and, and, and a good portion of 2011 were one of the most difficult times in my life. And so um, if, if listeners, if, if you'll take any advices, please take some time to plan. This doesn't take a long time, right? To plan for the holidays, it really isn't time consuming. You could probably have this done in about 30, 45 minutes, right? A, a lot of your plan could really be done in about 30 to 45 minutes. And so we're not talking weeks, right? We're really mm -hmm. talking a very short amount of time. And believe me when I tell you that it will reduce so much stress, um, in your life, it is so worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> Could not agree more. A little bit of planning will fend off a whole lot of headache or just even a whole lot of regret. You know, yeah. um, if, if our listeners are anything like me, there have been plenty of January and February credit card bills where I'm like, what did I do? Now, mm -hmm. that hasn't happened in a quite a few years and I'm happy for that, but it has happened. I remember all too well what that was like. Um, and just trying to, to be a word of encouragement to help others not do that. So <clears throat> we've talked about gift giving, making a list, checking it twice, <laughs> adding <laughs> events and experiences to that, having a dollar amount by everything so that this will all add up to a specific number. And, just for like illustration purposes and to make the math really easy. Let's say your budget comes out to $1,200. Well, then if you're like Sarah and you're saving up throughout the year, that's really easy. All you got to do is save $100 a month over the course of 12 months and you get to your $1,200. If you're like um, a lot of my clients who 
truth be told, they have discretionary income. We, you know, we've we've gotten them back on a plan where they're not feeling like they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they've dumped a bunch of debt or all of it, and we're just into different things now. Well, with that discretionary income, again, we check in on it at like August time. We make the plan so that September, October, and November become the three months that they fund that twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's four hundred dollars a month for three months to kind of get there. But you do all this work so that you kind of know what the number is. And if you have time, now again, you might be listening to this and thinking, I have no time to save this time around. Well, that doesn't mean you can't use this uh, method for next year. And it doesn't mean that you can't use that method to kind of limit the amount that you're going to be spending. And even if you are putting it on credit cards, you can still think about, okay, well, now I have a plan, though, to, to pay it off quickly, right? Even if mm-hmm. you're kind of going down that road. So make that list, put some numbers by it, get the total, and then divide that total by the number of either pay periods or months that you're, you're trying to fund the budget for, and voila, you got yourself a plan that you can execute. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And it also doesn't mean, you know, that, that um, we can't look at our bre- budgets right now and look at where our money is going right now. And if there are some places, right, that um, um, maybe we could cut back on, right? Maybe I would like to create a little bit different type of Christmas. Maybe I don't want to, you know, to have the regret. Maybe I don't want to have to put as much on a credit card. So here's how I can, you know, save right now, even as we're listening to this, $300, you know, to help out. That's a huge amount, right? Maybe there's some money within your budget that... Um, you can make some adjustments on. You can cut back in some areas, right? Maybe you're not funding, um, you know, another sinking fund right now. Maybe there's something that happens in June that you've been contributing to. Well, so maybe you kind of cut back on that right now and, and you instead put that money towards a Christmas or holiday budget, right? Maybe you don't eat out as much. Um, maybe... Um, you know, you're a little bit more mindful on the trips. Maybe you carpool to help save on fuel, right? I think there is, um, there are a lot of ways that even to help, you know, reallocate $50 makes a huge difference in your mindset and, and how you approach the holiday season. So, um, even if you can't save everything, even that little bit, those little steps towards it, I know are going to help you go into the holiday season feeling a lot better um, about yourself, how you want to handle it and how you really want to feel when it's over. Yeah. Well, and if you need, like if, if you're listening to Sarah and I talk and you're like, okay, that all sounds great, but I just need a little bit of help, a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of show me the ropes. Can I just say you can go to newmoneyhabits.com. And on that, uh, the first thing that's going to be staring at you is um, a button that says Helpful Tools. And under the Helpful Tools, you can find a holiday event and gift-giving planner. What? We made it that simple. (laughs) So a free resource for you to download, and it actually kind of walks you through, like, how to implement the steps that we just talked about. Let's make a list. Let's, you know, put a dollar amount. Let's put some gift ideas down and, and get a sense of, um, what we want to do and, and what those parameters are going to look like. So if you're looking for that level of 
detail and help, there's a free resource on the website, the Holiday Event and Gift Giving Planner. Awesome. I love it. Look how easy we've made it for everybody. I know, right? So, um, as always, great pleasure uh, having the conversation with you, Sarah, because um, I love that we pull back the veil and we kind of talk about the real stuff and we talk about it in a mm -hmm. real way and uh, hopefully in a helpful way. So, um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.